The time is 10 minutes to 12 on Wednesday the 27th of August 2014. My name is Gary Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 90 of our Errand of Mercy. Hello. Hello everyone. Good week. Yeah, lovely week. Everything's, lovely. everything's been wonderful. I've played far too much Diablo this week. I had loads of plants. Me and my uh, wife had a three-day weekend together because it was bank holiday yeah. uh, weekend. Uh, we had all kinds of plans, and then we got Diablo 3 for the PS4, um, and all of our plans just became Diablo 3 for the PS4. Right, okay. <laughs> so you're just dungeon crawling now. Yeah, that- it's yeah, it's quite... It's weird how addictive, like... Just going through a dungeon trying to find a marginally better hat is. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. It's good fun, especially playing it with Nicole. Of course, yeah. Some yeah. Hus- husband and wife dungeon hat buying. But dungeon hat acquiring. <laughs> She's playing yeah. a wizard and I'm playing a monk. Um which Ooh, is which it's is a fun magic well. heavy combo there. Yeah, yeah. The monk's more kind of chi than he is um, magic, right? Okay, uh, which is which is philosophically different, but and also different from game uh, gameplay perspective because to to regain mana, I have to beat the shit out of people, mm. and the more you beat people up, the more ability power you get back. Um, and Nicole just shoots things with magic missiles. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a good combo. Uh, the the storyline of of the Diablo games are quite funny as well because it's like they've put basically every trope in a blender. Um, I, th- I think that's how you make fantasy games, though, isn't it? I think so. Like now, it is nothing is distinct anymore. It's just like well, well, there's like let's chuck some fuck, let's chuck some undead in here and angels and demons and whatever. What else you got? We got some uh, we got some dragons in here. Okay, check them in. Excellent. Uh, should we imply aliens? Yeah, why not? Why Let's not aliens? <laughs> Let's go for it. Yeah. A little bit, yeah, just a just a little bit of every fantasy kind of thing you can get in there. The a, the bit. angels are quite cool though. They all have like magic fiber optic wings that the, are all that are all like made out of electricity. Are the angels good guys or bad guys? Uh, they they they. Good-ish. Right, okay. It's one of those things where they're good but stubborn. Right. So if they decide that you're not one of their friends, um, then you then then they try and kill you. There's an expansion so you where you... To, you need to have gone for all the blue conversation options. Yeah, cause... basically. But it's one of those things where... Uh, no, there's no conversation options either. That's the thing. That you basically you're on a rail in terms of the story throughout the whole game. Right. Okay. Which which at this point in in life is actually quite refreshing because <laughs> it's it's quite honest. Because yeah. they're like there's only one story, beat up these monsters and then you'll get some more story and you're like, "Oh, wow, okay. Cool." So you're not lying to me like Bioshock did. Yeah, I go always like Bioware did. Sorry, I find it a bit disconcerting now to play a game that's on rails. I don't think I could do it anymore. No, I think that like like I I find it disconcerting to play a game that has a moral choice system because <laughs> I'm always like, well, it's probably not going to matter, but at the same time, at the same time, it might make this section of the game marginally more difficult. But yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to worry about that in Diablo. In fact, like the story is so on a rail, I'm pretty sure that even if we weren't there, it would have progressed in the same way. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just like we're basically a sword that the characters use to kill lots of monsters at once. Right. Yeah. 
they would have found another way around it. Yeah, and at the situation we're in at the moment, we're we're having to take on the abstract concept of death. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because the angel of death has stolen an evil MacGuffin. Well, of course, yeah. And is using it to murder an entire town and make himself more powerful. He's stolen the stone of Morgoth or something. It's, it's like, it's called the Black Soul Stone, so you're well, not far off. I was so close there. And it contains, it contains the devil and all of the gods of hell. Right. All of the, all of the rulers of the seven hells. Cool. Um, also, I've noticed that um, one of the main things that defines a ruler of the seven hells is they're really into nipple piercings. Interesting. A lot of nipple rings in the Diablo universe. Bit weird. Well, you know, different strokes for different demon folks. Yeah. There's one there's one guy who's like he's got like a a spider body. He's got like four big spider legs, and then um he has like chained chained nipple rings that attach to his nipples, then and then like the chains go round and hook into his back. Great. So, so kind of like um, the guy in 300. Yeah, a little bit. But he's also a big fat spider demon. So kind of like the guy out of uh, Morrowind. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you see, yeah, like nothing, there's not really anything original. <laughs> no, no, clearly. <laughs> there's nothing original anywhere anymore. I but there's, a, there's one kind of cool concept where you come across a fallen angel who everybody assumes has been banished from heaven. And it turns out that he used to be the angel of justice and the angels were being so unjust that he tore his angel body apart and made himself a human right. because he was so fed up with them and then just left heaven. <laughs> I was like, I am out. Yeah, so Thanks. like, like the, basically the main story is it's like, it's kind of like if, if all of the grim darkness of Warhammer 40,000 happened in the world of... Um, in in the world of Lord of the Rings with demons and angels. Yeah. <laughs> Tolkien's Dante's Inferno in the grim darkness of the distant future. Yeah, that's a good that's basically what it is. And and that's kind of fun to play, I have right. to admit. <laughs> you're having you're having a good time with that. Yeah. Like there's a uh, there's a section where you're like, "Oh, we saved this city." And then they're like, "Yeah, you saved it from the Angel of Death." But the Angel of Wrath is also here. And then as they say that, the entire city explodes into fire. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How many evil angels are there right now? Enough to give you plenty of sub-boss fights. Yeah, basically. Yeah. One of them has like an angel bazooka. <laughs> of course, yeah. It's, it's really weird, but, but it is kind of fun. Is it Japanese? No, it's not. No, it's Western. Okay. It's made by the people who made uh, by Blizzard, the people oh, who yeah. World of World Warcraft. Warcraft people. Yeah, and uh, Starcraft. Things yeah, it has got. It has. Yeah, it's got some kind of. It's got a flavor, a Japanese flavor to some of the stories. Uh, well, yeah, it definitely sounds like Japanese people, as we know, are obsessed with angels for some reason. <laughs> so it definitely sounds very Japanese. The, the subversion of the angel trope is also popular. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been up to much personally. You know, Not had a bit finish, of time. Slowly finishing my job. Finished yeah. fi- finish the Wolf Among Us, you know, usual sort of things. How was the end of that game? It was good, but but likewise, I mean, lots of choices given. Yeah, I've read the comics that are set 20 years in the future, so <laughs> I, I, I kind of know what's going to happen, really. Yeah. 
there's no there's no risk of me dying because I know my character doesn't die. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that like I don't think that's the issue, is it? I think it's more like how bad is this situation going to get? I think yeah. that was towards the end of Wolf Among Us. It quite came became quite apparent that like your choices aren't moral choices. It's your choices are how many people are going to get fucked up by the situation you're in. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think I did pretty well. Only yeah. Like- yeah, like four or five people got fucked up. It was fine. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. So, yeah, um, that that's a video game update for the week. We rarely do that, but, you know. Yeah, well, sometimes we do. Um, we, we can't we can't neglect that part of our lives. Uh, the other thing I think we're doing as British people is celebrating the 200th anniversary of uh, Britain burning down the White House. Yeah, take yeah. that, you damn yanks. Take, have, it, have at it. Um, did we the, do that? I wasn't aware that we did that. Yeah, 200 years ago during uh, yeah, Britain in, in, invaded Washington and burnt it to the ground, basically. Wow, we fucked you guys up. Yeah. Last time last time America was invaded was by us and we won, basically. Take so. that. Um, but it was during the Napoleonic Wars, so we couldn't stick around. Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. Um, so yeah, Pretty standard, isn't it? The, the English, the English way is we initially win, and then we kind of forget about what we were going to do, and then we just kind of give everything back. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> very sorry. Kind sorry of forgot what we were doing. Uh, if you want this, just take this back. We're going to pop off home. Also, yeah. we're taking all these minerals with us. If that's all right. If that's all right. It's not. Well, we're we're doing it anyway. Bye. Bye. Um, so yeah, the uh, British Embassy in Washington celebrated by baking a giant um, White House shaped cake um, and, uh, and and covering it in sparklers. <laughs> that is, yeah. Did, did, I hope they invited a large number of American delegates. Uh, well, no, they posted it on Twitter and uh, had to apologise for it afterwards after such comments from American Twitter users as, is this supposed to be funny? And I think this is an extremely poor taste. I think it is funny. It's really funny. Is this supposed to be, is is this supposed to be funny? Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. It is supposed to be funny. Because they didn't actually burn down the White House. They made the White House and then surrounded it with sparklers. (laughs) It could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? It could have been a lot worse, yes. Cake looks probably like, I don't know, a bit too much fondant on the cake for my liking. Well, it's probably Cake Boss probably made probably, it. Probably, yeah. I hope that, like, I hope that they, they secretly got Cake Boss to make that cake for them and then and then he found out just towards the end, just yeah. towards the end of the celebration when they when it was about burning down the White House and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, no. Whoa, Polly, they're burning down the fucking cake. <laughs> that's how That's how you Americans sound to us. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to make a White House cake? Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I get all of those shows mixed up. <laughs> Whenever I'm watching Cake Bots, I'm like, wow, this subplot in The Sopranos is getting a little bit out of hand. What is it? Season four? They're still at the cakery? <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone remembers the sixth series of The Wire, which was set in a cake kitchen. <laughs> Come on. Like somebody somebody rings up, um, rings up the guy from Breaking Bad and is like, we need to cook cakes. 
<laughs> All Americans sound exactly the same. All American TV shows are cake boss, just in various different ways. <laughs> yeah, that sounds true to me. Um, so yeah, apart from Cake Boss, which is The Sopranos, that's how it works in my yeah. head. Yeah. Law and Order Cake Boss Edition. <laughs> There's um there's toddlers and tiaras, which is actually all of the toddlers are actually cakes. I bet you didn't know that. I did know that actually. So there you go. They're all cakes. They're just really realistic looking. The Walking Dead, where all of the zombies are actually cakes. Yeah. It's all about it's all about cake zombies, isn't it? The, yeah. the cake's so delicious, they just start to that they can't think of anything else, and they just stop taking care of themselves, and that's why they decompose. I've never seen The Walking Dead. Me either. I've not seen that. I've not seen most television shows. We so. have. Um, Nicole's a big fan of the comics. She's got like all of the um, the hardback compilation books that come out like once every eight months or something. Mm. And whenever she gets a new one, she'll sit next to me on the sofa and start reading it, and then just go oh, and show me a panel, and I'll be like, oh, why? Why did they have to do that? What just of someone being dismembered or something. Yeah, or yeah. uh the the most recent one was um was a guy to prove a point about how he was the boss, a guy beat another guy's son with a bat until he was brain damaged and then just left him. Right. That and sounds that was... like an incredibly pleasant comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but is... apparently the T V show isn't as bad. Right, okay, good. Um but I still don't really want to watch it. And no. there's like a guy there's a guy um now in the series who's basically Jesus. Um he's like a really nice guy who looks like Jesus. Mm. Um and we're just waiting for him to be brutally murdered. Because he's not he's dodged it a couple of times. Yeah. So he'll be murdered but then he'll come back to life three days later. He's like, Yeah, I was just literally yeah, Jesus. I was actually Jesus. Congratulations, you've just watched another series of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> It was Jesus all along. It's always been Jesus. It's always been Jesus. Maybe oh, Cake Boss is Jesus. That would make sense. <laughs> he has fed maybe 5,000 people. Yes, yeah. I mean, using more than, than a loaf and three fishes or however many it was. A loaf loaves. and five fondants. <laughs> that, that, that's what we've discovered from, from American TV is that Cake Boss is just Jesus. It's, it's Jesus and also every show. So he must be making quite a bit of money. Yeah, I mean, he, seriously, like, no wonder uh, he can afford boats to get lost in fog. In. Another big um, another big cultural export from America that I've been experiencing this week is Taylor Swift. Oh, right, yeah. Um, she, she's been, uh, she, was, um, she was slated this week when she appeared at the VMAs. Um, and um, that somebody, somehow somebody's let out an isolated version of her, vo- of her voice track. Have you heard about this? Was it not very good? Is it was that... shitty, yeah. Right, yeah. It's when she's probably... notorious for not being able to sing live. Right. <laughs> um, but I was, I was kind of more interested in the song that she was singing, mm. which okay. is called Shake It Off. Which, is, that her, um, is that her new single? I think it might be. It's yeah. got a video, so I'm assuming it's a single. Right, okay, yeah. The um, single from Taylor Swift, then. Yeah, the that? video um, features her um, like dancing poorly with a with a number of different social groups. I think you could describe them. There are. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a rainbow-coloured multicultural group of dancers. Uh, no, they're uh, well, yeah, but that, that she's more like in each separate um, each separate group of dancers as its own entity. So you've right, got okay. um, 
the ballerinas. You've got the um, the like the hip hop kids. There's the uh, the girls who wear a lot of leopard skin and appear to like to twerk. It's kind of like the Warriors, if written by a twenty-something-year-old white girl. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are there are um, people who look like they're in a Dove body lotion advert. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, all of, yeah. all of the subsets. All of the subsets of people that exist in the world: hip hop ballerinas, Dove models. Yeah. You know, all the people that Taylor Swift probably is aware of. <laughs> yes. Um, and the the whole the whole concept of the song appears to be like um it appears to just be fuck the haters um it's a popular theme is it like i hear it a lot yeah and i think that maybe don't fuck the haters maybe maybe consider what they've said for a short amount of time yeah i think i think we've discussed this before which is listen to the constructive criticism of the haters (laughs) yeah maybe maybe have your grandma um, if you have one, read some of the comments from the haters and then translate it into folksy old time wisdom. Yeah, and then do what she says because she's an old person. Yeah, and yeah. and old people never lie, <laughs> which which we all know. Apart from like, apart from um, escaped Nazi war criminals, they've been known to lie. They but have occasionally been known to lie. That is true. But other old people, they don't lie. Never, they never lie. Um, um, so, so the. The song itself actually sounds more like a cry for help. This is more of a like a um, a tears of a clown kind of situation, I think. Right. So, so is this shit means it's terrible people. Is it that- is. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why you have to spell it out because <laughs> because like you know I was trying to organically move into the um, into the, the the bit, but but you just like you basically just it, pulled back the curtain and I wasn't ready. Right. Sorry about that. I barely got my top on. <laughs> so thanks for that. That's going to be all over the sun. I, I just felt there was a bit too much build-up to shit music with terrible people. I think it needs a build-up. It hasn't been around for a while. Okay, yeah. Like, you're getting into a hot bath of shit. You need to <laughs> ease yourself into it. That's that's a different story. That's a different, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a that different was... recurring segment of a show. Yeah, maybe for you. That's Tuesday for me. So, <laughs> uh, so the song is called Shake It Off, and it goes something like this. Okay. I stay out too late, got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Mm. That's what people say. Mm. It's, it's the lyric. Mm. Yeah. Maybe she's considering it. But yeah, she's probably she's... just saying, like, yeah, no, that is actually what they say. Like, mm hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I go on too many dates, but I can't make them stay. At least that's what people say. Hmm. 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 Mm. Uh, so I think it's already it would appear, appear that she's she's realised what the haters are saying, which is that she goes out a lot and dates every man in the world. Which which I think is true. It's true, apparently. So yeah, I mean, she did. You dated her for a bit, didn't I you? I did. Yes. Yeah. As did you. Yeah. I mean, that was a bit weird. Was it at the same time as well? <laughs> it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, but that's why we broke things off when we realised she was dating both of us at the same time. Yeah, I remember it's back on one of the episodes of the podcast. If you go back, I start talking about my girlfriend Taylor Swift, Swift, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, that's that's my girlfriend." And then it cuts really abruptly to us talking about something else. Yeah, I know. There, there was some off-air drama. As yeah, we, there was. As we both phoned up Taylor Swift and broke up with her, we did it. On, we did it on speakerphone. We did. Yeah. 
I I like turned the speakers on on my on my PC and uh, and G broke up with her with me through the phone. It was very dramatic. It was, yeah, yeah. It was in TMZ and everything, <laughs> and all that. And all that. I think it's like, uh, why do we call TMZ TMZ? It should be TMZ. Anyway, moving on. Well, yeah, because uh, it's American. So I mean, if if it was British, I'd call it TMZ. But you know. <laughs> They they came up with it, so we're allowed to pronounce it. Wrong. Okay, fine, I understand. It's their word. Yeah. <laughs> so what's that sand for anyway? Um, too much celebrities. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so the chorus goes because uh, the player's gonna play, 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 and the haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Baby, so is she I'm... saying she's a pimp? Is that I don't know. Did she say she's a player? I think so. Maybe so... she. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, pimp is going to pimp is what Taylor Swift is saying. Is, this, yeah. is that true. why she goes out with so many men? Maybe she's, she's maybe... not actually dating them. She's 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 like setting them up with her with her bitches. I think that's it. That's exactly so. This just in Taylor Swift supports human trafficking. Yeah, that's she's the human saying. trafficking of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god poor ed sheeran <laughs> i don't i can't do it i can't do it tonight taylor and she's like bitch don't make me come in there <laughs> bitch i'm about to bowl this and he's like taylor stop that's just embarrassing it's embarrassing and a little bit racist yeah and also like that's not what pimps are like anymore no as we all learned from taken pimps are all eastern european exactly yeah um so carry on where were you um, she says, um, she says she's just going to shake, shake, shake it off. Okay. I shake, shake, shake it off. Heartbreaker's going to break, break, break. And the faker's going to fake, fake, fake. Baby, I'm just going to shake, shake, shake it off. I shake, shake, shake it off. I never miss a beat. I'm landing on my feet. And that's what they don't see. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> what they don't see. Mm. I think we do see that, though. Yeah. We see that you land on your feet. We we see that you know people say things and then you shake it off and land on your feet every yeah. time. So, so so good work. I guess. You, you keep coming out on top, Taylor Swift. So yeah. we are seeing that. Um, I'm dancing on my own, dancing on my own. I make the moves up as I go, moves up as I go. That's her back back in singers. Right. Um, okay. Oh, they're, they're the ones saying. They're, they're the ones repeating her yeah. lines. Okay. And that's what they don't know. Mmm. And that's what they don't know. Mmm. But what? I keep cruising. I don't Can't... think she is making up as she goes along. Though. I'm no. sure she's got a you know, team of choreographers. I think so. Yeah, I would. I would assume so. I mean, she, she then says, "But then, but I just keep on cruising. Can't stop. Won't stop grooving. It's like I got the music in my mind saying it's going to be all right." Is Taylor? Is Taylor Swift just say that she's cruising? Yeah, yeah. She's cruising and she hears voices. It's... Yeah. What we've learned in those couple of lines. So, just if you're if you're like walking across a park at night and a car pulls up to the side of the road and the window rolls down, it's Taylor Swift. Just be careful. Be careful. Be careful because she's cruising and she may be an Eastern European pimp. <laughs> and then we repeat the chorus again. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then we go into possibly my favourite part of the song, which is Ooh. a spoken word segment. Oh great! Okay, love these. Um, so she we, breaks it down. Does she, she breaks it down. Yeah, but like, I think that what's possible here is that maybe this might have been a section where where a, a rapper should have come in. 
Right, but they couldn't find a rapper. Like, Wiz Khalifa wasn't available. Even Wiz Khalifa himself wasn't willing to put his vocals on this track. And as we know, like, we've produced two albums with Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> they were never released. Yeah, but um, you but will do anything for the smallest amount of money. Literally anything you can give him. In fact, I think we paid him with a with a McDonald's meal, didn't we, for the first album? No, we didn't even get him a meal. We just gave him a voucher. Oh, yeah, it was it was a voucher. It was In fact, no, it wasn't. It was the side of one of those McDonald's coffee. Coffee cups with with um, all but one of the beans filled in. <laughs> That's how much we paid him for the first album, and he wouldn't even pen his vo- put his vocals to these lyrics, yeah, which go right. as follows: They go, hey hey hey, just think why you've been getting down and out. Hey 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 hey. hey. <laughs> She's being racist again. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, she says. Just think, while well, you've been getting down and out about the liars and the dirty, dirty cheats in the world, you could have been getting down to the sick beat, which is true, I suppose you could have. Yeah, we, we, at any point we could be getting down to the sick beat. It's, yeah, yeah thanks, I thanks could be doing it right out. now. Thanks for calling us out on that, Taylor Swift. You're yeah, right. I mean, I don't usually like to do that, uh, but but if, if I could be doing that, I suppose I should be. Yeah, uh, she says uh, my ex man bought his new girlfriend. She's like, oh my god! But I'm just gonna shake. And to the fellas over there with the hella good hair, when you come on over, baby, we can shake, shake, shake. Yeah, ooh. So she likes men with nice hair. Well, and, that's good. And good her ex, and her ex bought a woman. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> She's introduced him to some of her friends. Yeah, no. and they've supplied him with a lady. Which he has paid for in cash. Also, if Taylor Swift, if you're Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend and mm. she invites you to an event, I just, I wouldn't turn up. No, yeah, why, why are you going to that? I mean, was he invited or is she at the club? I'm not really following. Also, who can you who can you bring to a venue where Taylor Swift is? What girlfriend, how do you like, how do you be like, hey, Taylor, look who I'm with now? Because there's not many, she's got a lot of groundswell at the moment. yeah. Well, Who's yeah, gonna, he's, he's going to Rihanna, maybe. Well, yeah, do you think, yeah, Ed Sheeran showing up with Rihanna. Lady Gaga? <laughs> I don't know. I think Lady Gaga's not so hot right now. Really? It? She's I, not I, as hot? Uh, yeah, I, I think she's like, what's hot or not, and not is Lady Gaga <laughs> at the moment. I don't know. That, that's just what I've been hearing on the Celebrity Grapevine. Okay. From the TMZs. From the TMZs, that's what they told you. Yeah. Uh, and then she repeats the chorus again and the rest of the song is variations of I shake it off which is good yeah um, I, mean, I, I, I don't know I think I think you're allowed to shake it off once in a while I think yeah. I'm alright with that but I'm not alright with her career as, as a pimp really yeah <laughs> Also, um, in her video, it would appear that the the the, the whole point of the of the video it shows her failing to do dancing as well as um, everybody else in the video, right? Um, and she's kind of like comically failing at things, yeah. Um, and she, and I'm assuming the I, I think that I think the suggestion of this video is that she's now so famous that she doesn't have to do anything good. Yeah, she can just she, do what she can just do whatever the hell she wants, and she'll still be rich and famous. Yeah, yeah, which I think is a little bit gauche. It I is. Mean, a I bit, don't yeah. appreciate that, Taylor Swift. Yeah, because what she's saying is that I'm now rich and successful enough that haters gonna hate. Yeah, I don't care. I can get away with that. Yeah, but, which is a bad lesson for everyone else. Like, also, I'd rather not. I'd I'd rather not have that thrown in my face via a a, a mediocre yet up tempo pop song. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's not aspirational. 
no, it doesn't just... make me feel like I can achieve anything. What what she's telling you is that she's better than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like I know that. Yeah. I'm aware that she's better than me. That's fine. Because because she's been rewarded as if she's better than me, so she must she yeah. must therefore be be better than me. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. You're Good. Right. I'm glad that we cleared that up. <laughs> she's looking real skinny as well, G. I'm a bit worried. Oh, do you think she's not eating enough? No, I think like she's she's got to that kind of like like she's like sixteen year old boy skinny. Oh, like. Right. Like uh, the only reason she's skinny is that her body hasn't started fat, storing fat properly. Mm. So either she is a sixteen-year-old Croatian pimp, or she's she's, she's got, doing she's doing some meth. I don't know well, what's going on. Oh, see, I, I was going to say like she's got leukemia or something. Yeah, something. I'm I'm a bit worried. Right? Can okay. someone call Taylor Swift? Yeah, I mean, I mean, she did jilt both of us mutually. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can't do it. We're not really in a position to speak into our life. But because if it. anything we say would would have us classified as haters, even yeah. if we have her best interests at heart. <laughs> so if if somebody could get in touch with her, someone who's still close to Taylor Swift. Yeah, is anybody still close to Taylor Swift? I don't know. She pushed a lot of people away. Yeah, on her way up to the top. Yeah, she's kicked kicked out the ladder from underneath her. That's that's the thing. So I'm just a bit worried, Taylor. <laughs> also, the internet is not pleased with no? this video. Oh dear. Oh no. There's this one uh, one comment from mm. um, from Mr. Lawrence Nemino. Uh, Lawrence says uh, he says simply uh, "Tay Horselut." Oh, oh, wow! It's got forty six thumbs up. Wow! Mm. So lots of people are agreeing with that viewpoint. I think that's a bit yeah. unfair, personally. A little bit unfair. Um, one person just says, "What the fuck is this shit?" Uh, right, he right. is using Raw Shark as his um his avatar. Uh, right, okay. Nice. Um, angry nerd, probably. Angry nerd there, I believe. That's yeah. got sixty-two thumbs up. Right, okay. Um we've got too bad Taylor Swift is not attractive with no erection causing body parts. Maybe a slutty dance video would have worked better without her horrible dance moves and grotesque body. Well that's unfair because Taylor Swift's quite an attractive woman. Maybe a yeah. bit skinny, but you know, that might not be her own fault. J- that's from Jiggert McBabby. All right. <laughs> yeah. He's got, uh, I'd say, that's got 35 thumbs up. Right. Lots of people agreeing. Lots, lots of haters there, mm. to be fair. But, but guys, she's not listening. Yeah, she's, she's, she's not, like, clearly not listening. She's clearly that. not interested. I yes. mean, it's, it's nice that you all feel like you're, 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 uh, you're concerned for her. But on the other hand, like if you'd listened to the lyrics of the song, you would have got the, the point that she's not really going to read these comments and instead going to dance. I think that also um, it's important to uh, to realise there are some positive comments. So we've okay, got se- 17 Jerry Von Alba says, uh, this song makes me want to kill people less. Oh, good. So That's... maybe, you know, if you can save just one. Yeah, it's a net positive, really. It is. So I think Taylor Swift may have saved some lives with this song. <laughs> Well, that, that's all you can hope for, really, with pop music. <laughs> there you said, still, still pleased about this whole backing out of social media thing, G. <laughs> still, yeah, still feeling that might be the right choice. Could still be, paying in dividends. Could have, could have been right on that one. From one uh, feature we do occasionally to another, as I ask Simon, Simon, which of these neighbours? Could become good friends. I don't know, G. I, I, I need have, more information. You I can't have, just ask me that question. I have three local news stories here. Oh, three. Wow. A bumper crop. 
a bumper crop of, of neighbours this week uh, doing neighbourly things, and you have to decide which of them, which of these neighbours in these stories could become good friends. Um, so this is from the town of Dunedin, Florida. Already uh, a good start. Yeah, so, yeah, already in Florida, so starting off with a strong strong contender. Um, this is uh, about a, man, a, young, a young boy called TJ Guerrero. He, uh, he runs a lemonade stand, as American young American children want to do. That is a pretty, that's a very American thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a grassy suburban neighbourhood. And on his front lawn, he's set up a little lemonade stand. And uh, every summer, he's done this for the last four years. Um, How idyllic. How idyllic. He's, he sells, he sells uh, lemonade and uses the money to help out his parents and grandparents. So, so he sells he sells lemonade to help his elders. Good. What what a good little kid. What a good kid. Um, however, a neighbour identified as Doug Wilkie has filed four complaints to, w- against the stand with City Hall in the last two years, claiming that the lemonade stand is a nuisance, illegal, and has reduced his property value. So, uh, likelihood that this man has a vote Ron Paul sticker in his front window. I would well, say. I don't know because he's arguing for more government regulation. Oh no, it can't be that then. So, so what are we dealing with here? I don't. Well, he's saying um, if this were a once a year event by a couple of kids to earn a little money for a holiday or something, I would not have a problem with it. Wilkie wrote in an email. I am very worried about the value of my home, which is why I built in a residential area, not a business area. <laughs> <laughs> This is absolutely crazy. Someone drives by and sees a 12-year-old selling lemonade. That, that inflates for property value, said Todd Raymond, a resident of more than 15 years. Wilkie, however, also wrote that the city could face repercussions in the event someone becomes ill from spoiled conta- or contaminated food or drink sales. I don't like... I think the reason that lemonade stands are a thing is lemonade is really easy to make and very difficult to spoil. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not like it's like a artisanal cheese stand. <laughs> it's twelve year old boys selling artisanal Gouvier cheese <laughs> on the streets of Florida. No. This boy is making his own his own pork pastries and is selling them on the streets. He, he's selling chicken fillets on the streets of Florida. No, he's selling lemonade, which is a different thing entirely. Which is mostly acid. I, I like the idea of it's reduced his property value as well. Though. Someone's going to be like, oh, well, yeah, I'm quite interested in buying it. Wait. Hang on a minute. There's a young child selling lemonade outside your next door neighbor's house. I will not have this. <laughs> good day, sir. I said good day, sir. <laughs> I think that yeah, I don't think that I think that that child. Everybody needs to learn that there are people like this in the world. Yeah, I, I guess so. So yeah, that, that's about, there's our first neighbours. That's uh, TJ Guerra. His name's TJ. <laughs> like I just, it's like the most <laughs> like picture postcard you could have that written on a put on a postcard, like a picture of a child called TJ selling lemonade in a grassy suburb, and it says. Greetings from America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, TJ Guerrero and Doug Wilkie are our first two neighbours. Um, our second group of neighbours, unfortunately, due to legal reasons, must remain, re- remain unnamed. Already that's, that's, uh, already that's a bit of a red flag in my book. Uh, so this is from another story from the United States. This is Evansville, Indiana. 
uh, where a uh, where an elderly grandmother had her house raided by a SWAT team. Uh, she was pinned to the ground with rifles pointed at her uh, because she was accused of uh, posting uh, messages threatening police officers using her internet connection. It later turned out her neighbour had been hijacking her Wi-Fi to post these messages. Oh, yeah. No, that's not that's not gone well. Also... Um... That's that's kind of crazy that that's something that happens. Well, yeah, kind of like so. The guy was posting on Twitter or something. God, I hate the police in this town so much. So their response was to send in the SWAT team to knock down the door of the internet connection that was used. You and- see, you see, America. This is why people riot in <laughs> in your cities when you shoot unarmed teenagers. What you should do is, like, if, if somebody's posted something like that on Twitter about the police, what you should do is send one really nice policeman over. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a, a, a Kowalski or an O'Malley. <laughs> and say, yeah, excuse me, is, is this your home? Have you been posting things about the police? Please don't do that anymore. And just, yeah, and, like, and then like maybe just, just sit down, maybe with some literature, and just be yeah. like, here's everything we've been doing for your community recently. Yeah, just talk things through. Be nice, uh, rather Instead, than said like send in the dogs. Kick down her door. They literally blew up her door. I can't. I... <laughs> what they shape charged an old lady's door. Yes, yes, that's literally what they did. And then threw <laughs> threw in a flashbang grenade, stormed the house with with Uzi. <laughs> grad grad sixty eight year old uh, Louis Louise Milan is the grandmother's name. Pinned her to a floor. And uh, yeah, and and threatened to uh, and told her to kind of like don't resist, don't resist. I'm not resisting. Um, yeah, That's the uh, uh, the classic um, the classic quote from a Ferguson policeman last week was "You're resisting when I say you're resisting." Yeah, so American police. So the neighbours here, Louise Milan, and her next door neighbour, who inadvertently caused her house to be raided by a SWAT team by posting derogatory things about the Evansville Police Department. I think that um, they can become fast friends. Well, well, come I... on, come on, we've still got one more to go. Okay, the, but it's got... not—they're not mutually exclusive. I can't say that only one one of these three no. can become well, friends. Okay, that's they? true. I suppose. Yeah. So, so what are you saying that now Louise Milan will hate police so much? Yeah. So they, 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 this is part of the problem, isn't it? This is just perpetuating the cycle of violence. Yeah. So, because... so now, now, well, whereas one person hated the police, now two people hate the police and may become fast friends. Because... She's going to be like, "What were you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I was using your internet connection." She's like, first of all, don't do that." But I'm a sweet old lady, so I'm going to forgive you. But Second of all, what the fuck was up with the shape charge? And he'll be like, I know, right? This is why I was posting things yeah. about the police. Turns out I was right. And she's like, turns out you fucking were. <laughs> I've got a Civil War era basement. We can start stockpiling semi-automatic rifles in. Let's go. There you go. So what you've done is you've recruited you've recruited a new domestic terrorist there, police force. Good work. <laughs> Um, our last uh, our last story comes in unusual form um, because usually I, I just go through local news columns. Um, this is a this is I suppose a a a, a, a letter you know kind of a, a, a agony aunt sort of letter oh, sent dear. to Miss Lonely Hearts of the Winnipeg Free Press. <laughs> wow, that's specific. So this is a this is a letter from Helpless about her neighbour. Dear Miss Lonely Hearts, or Dear Simon. Yes. <laughs> dear Simon. Yes, hello. My 30-something-year-old neighbour 
lies out in the backyard by her pool in the bottom half of a string bikini, bare-breasted. I have three teenage boys with bedrooms on the back of our two-story house and a clear view of this woman by her pool. In July, I told her that the fence isn't high enough to shield the boys from seeing her, and she said, pull the curtains. She persisted in sunbathing semi-nude. Last week, one of my boys said she sometimes swims in the pool nude. Enough! I marched over and told her to cover up for the sake of my teenagers, and she said, your so-called boys are old enough. Your family is spying on me, including your creepy husbands, so close your damn curtains. I called her a tramp and a few other names. Please help me. And that's from Helpless Against Peep Show in Winnipeg. So, fuck you. This lady is doing the world a service. Yeah. What gives you the right? What gives you the right? What's it, what gives you the right? She's happy in her own body. She's, she's, in her own, she's by her own poolside. And by the way, let me expand this to all sexes. Like, you can't yeah. do that. That's, that's their property. If they want to be naked and weird in their property, you gotta, you got to draw your curtains. you got to draw your curtains. you got to live with that. Because, like, let's say it was, like, a fabulously buff man. Yeah. Who, like, I mean, topless is different, isn't it? Who, like, maybe wore, like, really tiny Speedos. Yeah. Like, yeah. so tiny you could clearly see the outline of his man bulge. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. There's a very clear bulge going on there. And, like, that would be fine. Yeah, do you think do you think uh, do you think helpless would be happy with that? I think she probably would. But that sounds hand, like exactly the kind of double standards that she would subscribe to. On the other hand, her creepy husband might then be implicated in a murder. So you know. Also, like it's clear that like like three teenage boys. <laughs> yeah, maybe. three. Three teenage boys and a creepy husband. Wow! Like yeah, the teenage the, the teenage boys are like teenage boys. So you know whatever. Yeah. But the, the but the creepy husband, that's something. You gotta deal with that. I bet he's the one doing most of the watching. I bet he point. is, yeah, isn't he? I bet he's like doing something I bet because he's a creepy dude, he's probably like wearing his teenage boys t shirt so it looks like it's them from a distance. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fucking dudes. <laughs> Just like yeah, you have no right. And also you can't call her a tramp. That's 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 a body right. that God gave her. Yeah, you can't do that. She's not a tramp. No. She's not, not fucking your kids. She owns property. She's not a tramp. She's not fucking their kids, right? She's no. fucking their kids. No, she no, might no. be. She might be fucking her kids. Oh wow! Well, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying that's a possibility. There could be. Yeah, I mean, another suburban North American community. That's the sort of thing that happens based on movies and television programs. <laughs> there's, there's a postcard you won't be getting. <laughs> Greetings from naughty America. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, just leave it out. You're going to have to just deal with it. I'm sorry. Just going to have to deal with your neighbour's beautiful semi-nude body. Also, like, the the teenage boys are going to find something to look at. Exactly. Like, even if she was fully clothed, like, she has a pool. She'd be wearing a bikini and, like, the situation would be identical. Because, yeah, they're either looking at that or they're watching girls get double penetrated on the internet. Those are your two options. So really, like to be honest, perving on your next door neighbours the more wholesome option. Really, it has less ingrained misogyny, and that's like that's fucking like like nineteen fifties adorable kind of like 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 schlock stuff, isn't it? That's not yeah. That's like, that's not like horrible. Boys peeking through the cracks in the fence. Yeah, that's carry on camping. 
that's not reportable offences. No. So, so but I don't so, think that they will become friends because so, she seems very entrenched. Oh uh, yeah. So, um, so they won't become friends. Uh, the the woman raided by the SWAT team. She she could. She become, will become friends will with become, her neighbour. She will be will become members of an armed militia with her neighbour. Yeah, they'll, be, uh, they'll become comrades in arms. I I think that the, the the kid and the and the guy who's trying to ban his lemonade stand will become friends because I don't think children understand that a lifetime of failure can make you bitter and twisted inside. You They're see, too I'm, young to understand that. I think they'll become friends purely because TJ seems like such a wholesome young. He kid. does, yeah. Like he he will bring he'll bring Doug Wilkie out of his shell, won't he? Yeah, I think that yeah, it's going to be like um, Gran Torino. Okay, I I, I was going to go with a To Kill a Mockingbird, Boo Radley sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be like um, I think it's going to be like Clint Eastwood and that um, that family in Gran Torino. Yeah, the with the was it was it a little Hispanic kid? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. That, or maybe they were. No, they were... no, no they, he was like they, they were like Cambodian or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Trying to remember the plot to that film. <laughs> it was some kind of some kind of race that old white Americans wouldn't like, yeah. which well, is mean, which is let's face it, all of them. Well, he's called T.J. Guerrero, so we do have a little bit of that angle here. And it's yeah, such a, it's such a great American name. I hope he wears a hat on backwards. And to be fair, Doug Wilkie's also an excellent, like grumpy old American man. Yeah, I think that they, I think that they will become friends. But I want to see a Time Life movie retelling of their friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 they're going to become friends, and they're going to become a, t- a made-for-TV movie. Absolutely, yeah. and it'll be heartwarming. And, and yeah, we'll all love it. Yeah, and I will force you to watch it, like I did. Batteries not included. That one morning when we were hungover. And that, that I, I, I thank you for that and continue to. This is such an amazing movie. Another amazing movie that you haven't seen that I saw this week is a movie about owls. Okay. Uh, called yeah. um, called Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, which is a children's movie um, about talking owls. Uh, now, dire- see, I, I vaguely remember this. I think... I remember going to a cinema and seeing a poster for it in when I was I think I was still living in Swansea at the time. So this is like 8 years ago. Yeah, it's maybe uh it's quite old. Let me just uh pull up its Wikipedia page and tell you when it was made. Um, um it definitely had sort of like a red wall vibe to it. It was like oh, yes. wearing like little suits of armor and stuff. Yeah, like the owls the owls are armed and armored. Right. So yeah. Like, uh, uh, towards the end, anyway. Well, yeah, you see it. Like, you've got to get used to a lot of concepts to enjoy this movie. So, um, which was made in? Uh, which was made in um, the. It's taking a long time to go on IMDb here. Yeah, you try search Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. All right, why don't you just try Legends of the Guardians? Let's, let's do it. You're going to beat me. I can't type. Um, it was released in 2010. Not 2010, that old. Not that old. Oh, less um, old so, than I thought. But I definitely. Well, there you go. So four years old. Something that is important to remember. It was uh, about this movie. The reason that I think it bears talking about because I actually watch quite a few things about talking animals mm. um, in my spare time. In fact, recently I've been rewatching all of Animals of Farthing Wood. Um, you remember <laughs> that show? I remember that show. Of course, I do. Um, so, uh, but the thing that makes this different to your standard talking animals fair is it is directed by Zack Schneider, 
um, and written by the key writer of Band of Brothers, who right. has written Band of Brothers, the harrowing 12-part um, TV epic about World War II, and this, and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a really, that's an intriguing career. Wow, because you'd assume like he would have also worked on like you know, Saving Private Ryan and like The Pacific and stuff. But no, just just Band of Brothers and a film about owls. And do you think that like so it starts off pretty standard? Like there's a legend. Basically, um, I like to imagine it as um, being about the owls that live in Middle Earth. Right. Okay. Because yeah. everything in Middle Earth has its own intrinsic set of rich lore and legends. Yeah. Yeah. Even the owls. So um, the idea is that there's these uh, these um, owls called the Guardians of Gahul, who are like legendary owl warrior paladins who live in like a tree called the Tree of Gahul, which is on a remote island in the middle of the sea. And they have like their own form of socialist owl utopia um, where they defend the weak and um, and generally be paladins. Okay, so they're paladin owls. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh and it starts off with a retelling of this legend through um, by, by Dad Owl, who is voiced by Hugo Weaving. Okay, good, good Dad Owl. So, so Owlrond, Owlrond the Owl tells Owl- this story. Owlrond. Owlrond. Um, and then he's, he's got three kids. So there's two kind of adolescent owls. Okay. Um, who are brothers, um, twins. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got a younger sister who's really, really little. Like, she's still a chick. She's, she's still like got one of the fluffy cat. baby yeah. owl. Um, and, like, the animation of it's fucking beautiful. But, like, it's beautiful in the way that, like, um, like Avatar is beautiful. Like, I'm not sure whether this is testing my graphics card beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, it, it, to begin with, it's a little bit soulless. But then, like, they introduce all kinds of characters. Like, there are there's two comedy henchmen who work for the bad guys but are constantly working on their intimidating stares and talking uh, about it. Are they, are they owls as well? Yeah, everybody's owls, Jim. Every, there's no other animals. There it's is no... That. Oh, no, there are other animals, but there are no humans that feature in this. It's all owls and other animals. I, I just thought the henchmen might be, like, weasels or something. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the, the, use of, um, the use of other animals as foot soldiers later on. Okay. That does happen, but we need to, we need to get there first. Um, so, so um, we start off with the retelling of that, and essentially, so I ask is this an Australian film? Because I've got the character list up now, and there's a lot of actors I don't recognise. Yeah, there's a there's lot also... of Australian and New yeah. Zealand yeah. voice it's actors. Hugo Weaving, Sam Neill, and Jeffrey Rush are all in it. So... Yeah, and also Helen Mirren. Okay, right. Well, she's not Australian. But... No, but she plays a uh, she plays an evil an evil owl queen. So essentially, opposed to the owl paladins are the are the Darwinistic owl Nazis. Okay, of course. Yeah. Called the pure ones, who believe that the hunting owl species and certain other owl species of owls are born naturally to rule the other owls, right. and they um, they hypnotize what they view to be lower species of owls. And force them to work as slaves in uh, in some kind of owl slave mine, where they um, they they fish out um, flecks of metal, which acts which looks like Element Zero from Mass Effect, and has like an evil blue field of energy around them, right. um, and they're they're collecting it for some reason. Nobody knows why. 
Um, so the two brothers get kidnapped, taken to Al Nazi HQ. One of them escapes because he thinks it's horrible, and the other one's like, "No, nah, I want to be an Al Nazi." Oh no! Uh, and then, and then the whole thing basically plays out like a D and D source book, but with owls. <laughs> And, so, and owls on uh, opposite sides of a Nazi war. Yeah, so you have like... Um, but is, the, is, it, is it like wind that shakes the barley, but with owls? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so you have like an adventuring group of owls. So there's a warrior bard owl. There's, right. a, there's a twitchy ranger owl. There's a tiny little girl owl who's also their navigator. And then Sauron, who's the brother who got away, who is like their leader. And right. they go on an epic quest to find the Guardians. They yep. eventually get to the Guardian Tree, and the, the the owls have their own kind of Iron Age monarchy, where they're forging armor from iron. Yeah. Um. And there's like two, an owl king and queen in a council of owls, um. Uh, and they tell them that the uh that like the owl Nazis are being evil, and all of this is still kind of like a kids movie. You're like, okay, there are bad guys, there are good guys. Yeah, they've gone on a quest to save an owl. Like, yeah, there's, bad, there's really clearly delineated bad guys and good guys. Yeah. yeah, and then we get to we we get to the act three, which just becomes bloodbath owl war. <laughs> like like band of brothers harrowing Zack Schneider slow mo speed up owl sword fighting owl war. Right. Okay. So. And it's really difficult to explain. Like, there's the evil. The evil owl king is called Metalbeak because um, because the hero of the of the Guardians at that time um, tore off his face, so he has to. He's basically Owl Doctor Doom. Yeah. Yeah. He's- he has to wear like an a, a, like a vicious metal owl mask to hide his scars, and he's blind in one eye. Right, yeah. But he's got an equally evil, beautiful owl ki- queen yeah. uh, who's like keeps everybody else in line by being apparently like a sexy owl, but also kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then that's, that's Helen Mirren, is it? Yeah, and then and then the good owls ride to war, um, and there's just a massive owl fight during just- when. They use metal kind of claw weapons. Yeah. To... Okay. So like, there's they they have like what seems to be three different kinds of weapons. So there's there's um, war talons, which are which are hard forged steel claws that go over their talons. Right. They and... have punch daggers, which is a single long blade connected to a small twig, which they wield like punch daggers. Yeah. And they have just owl broadswords. Which are swords that they hold in their legs? They dual wield them, and they're about the length of an owl. Um, and there's this sequence where, like, um, where the two armies clash in the sky, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Like they're actually going for this. And and then like the two armies meet, and then we get Zack Schneider slow down, speed up, three hundred in the air with owls occurring. <laughs> like owls are clashing into each other and slitting each other's throats, and like. <laughs> But you don't see any blood or anything because it's a PG movie. Yeah. But like brutally murdering each other. <laughs> it's it's fucking crazy. Oh, and the evil blue um, energy stuff mm-hmm. is used. It disrupts our gizzards, which is like their chests that they use to navigate and breathe, which is an actual part of an owl. Right. Okay. Um, so that so Metal Beak has a bunch of these blue flecks. So basically, he uses chemical warfare against yeah. owls. He forces the owls onto the ground with this stuff. The good army. He traps them, um, and then um, and and then he dispatches the war bats, 
which are bats in who are like shackled to his servitude that have massive swords on the tips of their wings and but they're not affected by the blue stuff because they don't have gizzards and they they land on the floor and attempt to brutally gut all of the good owls <laughs> this yeah this sounds like an insane kids this movie. is a kids movie Maybe. this is a movie for children <laughs> <laughs> which is all about horrific owl murder. Yeah, it isn't until like it draws you in. Yeah. You're safe for the first two thirds of the movie, but then act three is just straight up owl war. <laughs> and there's like a weird, there's a really weird foreshadowing moment of that toward like in the middle of the movie where there's like this legend about like the final battle that the guardians fought against metal beak in the first place. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, this guy meets the hero of the battle that he's always dreamed of meeting and he always wanted to be him when he was a chick. Yeah. And, um, and, and the owl is like, he's like, I'm reading your account of the battle, but it doesn't sound like my dad used to tell it. And then the, like the owl who's now old and kind of mental after he used to be like the hero of the guardians of Gahul is he like, he just turns to him and he says, I know it sounds like hell. <laughs> So basically, the kind of like he's just got post-traumatic stress. Yeah, from the brutal owl, the brutal previous owl war. (laughs) Right. So yeah, two thousand and ten. Strange time. It's pretty crazy. I think that everybody seems to need to experience it because because Zack Snyder made a children's movie. Yeah, which I don't think anyone has ever seen until you watched it. Yeah, I don't think anybody else has. Because it wasn't a financial success. <laughs> could, could, could you give me figures on, on how well this film did? Uh, let me have a look. Let me, let it, let's have a look on Wikipedia to see if we can right, see. Right, OK, well, let's see. It, it, it did OK. So its budget was $80 million and it made $180 million somehow. It wasn't, yeah, I know. Yeah, you see? It made $100 million in profit. Good work. But I don't think we're ever going to get a second one. So I am going to have to read the books that it's based on. Because <laughs> it ends on a cliffhanger, G. Oof. Yeah. So we, who knows what happens now? I mean, it's only been four years. Zack Snyder could be in the works of making another one. Oh, I really hope so. I really, really do. There's owls fighting in burning forests. It all kicks off. Owl Wars. Owl Wars. Our new favourite series of films. Owl, the Owl War books. From the people who brought you Red Wall. Band band of owl brothers. Speaking of bros, actually, yeah. a different kind of bros. Uh, last week's show, uh, we discussed uh, the Manchester Brony Convention that was happening over yeah. the weekend. Did um, you go? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so so that that's Man Brocon, as I decided to call it. Yeah, which is uh, which is not. Um, so don't be confused. That's not a convention for men who love bros. Kind of a bit unsure about where they were actually holding it. Kind of like, I assume they were holding it in a hotel or something. Um, it seems they were actually holding it in the Manchester Convention Centre. Now, the Manchester Convention Centre is enormous. Yeah. It can hold something like sort of like 70,000 people or something. That's where they do Manchester Comic Con, isn't it? It's where they do Comic Con. It's where the Labour Party and the Conservative Party have their conferences. Yeah. It's a very big building, and apparently the bronies rented out the main hall and about 50 of them showed up. Oh, amazing. Oh, it's fucking DashCon again. I have this from an inside source uh, at at the convention centre. But yeah, apparently they rented out the main hall, 
kind of saying that thousands of people would come and yeah had a big disco on the saturday night a, a brony disco and yeah there were like 50 awkward teenagers in fedoras yes it's so good g the only thing I like more than a convention is a failed convention. <laughs> and seeing as we weren't broadcasting when Dashcom was on. Yeah. Um, and don't worry, I didn't miss that, everybody. Neither of us missed that. We, we were, were all... very much informed on Dashcon. Uh, but yeah, so that's the Brony convention, the latest iteration of nerds underestimating how many of them there are. You fucked up. <laughs> you fucked it up. I think maybe the Bronies are dying out. Because, um, yeah, I, I met a, uh, I met like a, a French, like, a, during, it was the Gay Pride Parade, and like I bumped into on the streets a French journalist who was in town to like cover like Manchester. He was kind of like, I think he was doing like sort of a travel piece on Manchester. And so he was saying, and he said he was staying in the same hotel as the bronies <laughs> i was like oh, oh, I, I am very sorry and he said yeah he's, uh, i think they said they were doing that at the convention center i was like that can't be right that that doesn't seem right at all but there we go <laughs> but yeah it turns out he was right he was looking for the strangest figure in manchester and he ended up sleeping in the same hotel as them yeah don't get that wrong guys because uh I've never actually, I've luckily never been to a convention with low attendance, but I, I, I imagine that starts to feel really bad really quickly. Yeah, I bet that was just the worst. Oh, like, man. Would it be worse for the people there or the staff kind of at the conventions? I think both. Yeah, you guys are fucking it up. Like when when um, when an anime convention is, is it finds it easy to like just come back to the same the same venue for like 10 years running, you guys can't hold down one venue. You're doing something really wrong there. So, yeah, I, I, if we can get any more details at all, that would be excellent, please. Yeah, if you were there or nearby, just let us know. Our email is what, G? It's uh, eom.podcast at gmail.com. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, and I'll try and remember to check that because I'm not very good at doing that. <laughs> we could have had loads of emails recently. Uh, do you want me to check the email account? Have a look I'll at the email account. Let's There's probably nothing got, in it. Let's see if we've got any... Uh, any uh, any emails so da, 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 checking the email account that was my checking the email account good, good song song uh we have received no emails good carrying on <laughs> so uh speaking of anime g uh, yeah. i thought we could close out the show with a new feature that i've been working on always enjoy a new feature in the feature lab i've been focus grouping it uh, unfortunately, my focus group um, includes mine and Nicole's quite large collection of cuddly toys. Um, and while Sammy Whale was quite critical of this one, Tiny Anubis was actually quite happy with it. So, so uh, I, th- I usually go with Tiny Anubis's um, ideas on things. He's quite clever. Right, being okay. an Egyptian god. Yeah. Uh, so this is a feature called What's, Who's That Anime? where um, I read out the titles of animes to G. These are upcoming animes coming out in fall of 2014 or autumn for those of us who aren't from America. Uh, And um, and I'd like G to, if you could, G, possibly uh, tell me the plot or or at least a rough approximation of the plot just from hearing the translated name of these animes. Do you think you can do that? I, I think I probably can. I was, after all, once the chairman of an anime society. So I, I yes, you were. I suppose I am an expert in these matters. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget who you are. 
where you come from. You can't you can't abandon your roots, Chairman Senpai. So um, so yeah, play along at home if you'd like to. Uh, our first um, our first anime um, coming out in fall two thousand fourteen is Bonjour Love Flavor Patisserie. Okay, so uh, this will be an anime about a. I'm not sure about the French angle, but it's definitely a a, um, a young man, possibly you know someone who's just finished school, is perhaps getting money to go to university, working at a bakery with several busty busty girls. See, he's not got this. You've not got this open, have you? You've not got the same page as I have open. <laughs> Never heard of this before in my life. Not- it is a reverse harem comedy set in a convection in a conve- in, in a confectionery school. So yes, you're spot on. So it's reverse. So it's actually a girl, and she's surrounded by boys. Oh it? yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so I wasn't were, quite right. No, you were close. I was close, but not not on the mark. Not, not spot on. Good work, though. <laughs> that's that's not a bad start. <laughs> All right, carry on. So uh, here we have. Um, See, I think the reverse harem is is, is, a, is a genre that came in after I stopped being a teenager and watching anime. So. That's not true because because uh, I'm sure you're aware of um, of Oren High Host Club. Yeah, and I think that was that came out at the exact time I stopped watching anime. All right, okay, probably <laughs> you, you timed it just right then. Yeah. Um, so here we have um, Cross and Gay Rondo of Angels of Di- and Dragons. Cross. And a Rongo. No, Cross Ange, A-N-G-E, Rondo, of Angels and Dragons. In Japanese, that's Cross Ange Tenshi to Rio no Rondo. <laughs> oh, you see, that's what I'm not so sure about. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, obviously, it's a fantasy theme. And as we've yeah. discussed, Japanese people fucking love angels. Yeah. So... It'll, it'll probably be about angels who are good fighting dragons who are bad, um, but I'm not sure about the cross angle. I mean, it could be it could be a, a gender changing thing, but I'm not certain. I can't I can't I can't say for sure on this. You're right on the angels and dragons uh, part of it, but actually the angels are angels are their name for humongous mecha. Uh, uh, so, so what we have here is in a world where magic has created a utopia, the imperial princess is exiled after she's discovered it's she's discovered to have no magic ability. Did she have to pretend to be a boy to pilot a giant mecha? No, she oh. joins up with a group of similar girls who use humongous mecha to fight interdimensional dragons. Okay, where does the cross come into it? Um, I don't know. I assume there had to be some cross dressing going on. But... Maybe, maybe like like the, the, it's like a, a holy cross, and that's why they're, they're uh, angels. Uh, yeah, because they're angels. That would make sense. Uh, I was considering watching this one, but the mecha designs are kind of shitty. All right, okay. Well, <laughs> anime an, anime writers, if you've got mecha with open cop- cockpits, I'm not going to watch your show. That's fucking stupid. Especially if you're fighting dragons. Exactly. They're, what they're if the fire. interdimensional dragons go into space? Well, I mean, that could almost certainly happen. Exactly. How are you supposed to fight dragons in, in space, 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 space if you don't have a closed cockpit? <laughs> You've been waiting all episode for I have, yeah. Okay. Uh, before the show, I was playing around with my vocal, uh, my vocal settings on my mixing desk and I worked out I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, so I, you know, kind of almost got one, didn't really get the other one. Uh, uh, so this one, uh, th- this one is. I've got a bunch here. I'm just going to carry on right. until, Please until whatever's had enough. 
Um, this is um, this doesn't have an English translation because it is a Romanized kanji. So okay. it's close to English anyway. You should be able to understand. This is Hisukul Sehagul. Hisukul Sehagul. Yeah, you need to remember that this is this is in Romanized kanji, so it's a it's high an approximation school. of English uh, English words. High school. Yes. Isagul. No, Sehagul. High school sigil. Seha and girl are two separate words. Seha girl. High school something girl. Seha. I can't work out what Seha is, Simon. It, it, it'll help if you pronounce it Seha. High school Sega girl. Yeah. What do you think the the, the plot of that show is? Right, so this will be about a high school girl who's a bit of a kind of outcast because she's really into video games and, like, doing... She, she like, battles people in arcades. Ah, you're way off base. Fucking hell. A group of girls based on Sega hardware have to go into Sega games if they want to graduate school. What what, what the... How the fuck was anyone supposed to guess that? What? Published... (laughs) By Sega. So, so hey what? guys, we're still here. Remember so, the Mega Drive? Would you remember it if it was a sexy girl? So it's like yeah, Mega Drive girl, Dreamcast girl, Genesis girl, Saturn girl. No, Genesis and Saturn are the same thing, aren't they? Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, Genesis is what it's called in America, and it's S- Sega CD girl. Sega CD girl. <laughs> who uh, who talks with? Um, with Sega Game Gear Girl who yeah. has to go to sleep every five minutes. Oh <laughs> I, I know you've been trying to find a joke. A joke about the Game Gear's battery life. You're just trying to work it in there. She's she's tiny and she always falls asleep. You see you're joking, but it's probably true. Probably exactly true. Yeah. Okay, so this is How our last one. Supposed to get that one. That's insane. That is the most insane plot for a TV program I've ever heard in my life. Simon. Uh, I, I don't know. That's okay. not bad. Let's let's hear what the next one is. Then. The next one is um, is I will become a twin tail, and the Japanese version of um, of, of that is Ore twin tail ni niramatsu. <laughs> I will become. By the way, these aren't uh, these aren't racist because I'm just directly directly quoting the tone and uh, pronunciation oh, yeah. from their sale videos. Yeah, yeah, you're doing you're doing the voice of the sponsorship guy at the beginning of every every anime. Can you do yeah. the sponsor line? Yeah, I can. Do you want you want me to do the? Uh, uh, to do the, the can't do it. Uh, what well, I don't know how to say is sponsored by a Japanese. Yeah, he, he, he says like something like Corona sponsor. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to become a twin tail. Yeah, I will become a twin tail. I Not will, I want to. It, I is, will. it is. It is written in the stars. <laughs> I will become a twin. One thing is certain. Right, so first off, we have to work out what a twin tail is. A twin tail is a style of hair. It's basically two uh, two ponytails. So, 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 so it's pigtails. Yeah, but that's not what it's called by, like, anime fetishists. Right, I will become a twin tail. So, but, but I mean, that would just involve someone doing their hair. So Ooh. how can this become... Is it is it a plot about an anime about a girl who does cosplay? 
No, it is well, like you were close, but what what would be special about becoming a twin tail a, a twin tail other than changing your hair? I'm getting creepy dudes who are into you because of fetishes. No, what if you were what if you were a boy? Oh, it's about cross dressing as a girl with a wig. A boy <laughs> becomes a gender bending warrior to fight against aliens that come to Earth to steal girls with twin tails. Fucking hell. That's straight up coming out. What's what's your deal, Japan? What oh, is also your... he has like a pseudo mecha suit and and he can fire guns out of his hands when he's got when he's in that form. Like what what is even going on there? What you're what? saying that the trans community can't have their own fighting robot anime. Well no, they're allowed to. I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't understand any of the words you just said. What? Like so, gender bending. What why are the aliens kidnapping? I think these? probably just they've well, I don't know, maybe they're being controlled by maybe they're being controlled by the viewers of the show. Right, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Why do aliens do anything, G? Maybe they've got a giant reactor that's powered by by hair ponytails, by hair extensions. <laughs> All right, so so that was my. I, I mean, I only really got one there, didn't I? Yeah, you got the first one basically. Yeah, it's not well, too bad. Not too not bad. bad for a start. And I got to make a joke about Game Gears, which is all I asked for. Yeah, that's that all you really, You woke basis. up this morning, you were like, some way, somehow, today, I'm going to make a joke about a Sega Game Gear. Well, I enjoyed that feature, and I hope it comes back for future episodes. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can get in touch with us via uh, Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. On Twitter, at EOM Podcast. You can send us an email to eom.podcast at gmail.com. And if you've enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. Say, hey, there's a funny show where a guy tries to do a Japanese accent and the other one guess what tries to guess what he's talking about. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the nature of the show. That makes us sound like something we're not. It does, yeah. It, or, or a show where someone reads out local news stories and the other one has to guess which one of them will become friends. Well, no, that's, that, I'm more that's happy more with accurate. that. That's more accurate. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back again next week at some point. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elrond of Mercy. Corinna sponsor Sony Des. We're not sponsored by Sony. Don't sue us, Sony. <laughs> we are now. That's how. That's that's what you need to do to get a sponsorship from Sony. By the way, <laughs> you just got to say it like that. Still say it in a Japanese accent. No, no, it? it's got to be that voice. That's why that guy does Japanese all of the sponsor, sponsor voice. Yeah. yeah, that's why he does all of the sponsorship videos because he's the only one. Where now there's two of us. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to fight him to the death. I'm looking forward to it. Unluckily for him, I can become a gender-bending warrior. <laughs> What's he got?